Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about hyperkalemia and you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash hyperkalemia or in the renal medicine section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book and you can find flashcards and questions to train your knowledge on this content and help you remember the information longer at members.zerotofinals.com. So let's get straight into it. Hyperkalemia refers to a raised serum potassium, a raised potassium level in the blood. The main complication of hyperkalemia is cardiac arrhythmias, such as ventricular fibrillation, which can lead to cardiac arrest. Let's go through the ranges for the serum potassium levels and what they mean. And the units for these levels are millimoles per litre. A normal range for potassium is 3.5 to 5.3. Mild hyperkalemia is 5.4 to 5.9. Moderate hyperkalemia is 6.0 to 6.4. And severe hyperkalemia is 6.5 and above. Let's go through the causes of hyperkalemia. Conditions that can cause a raised serum potassium include acute kidney injury, chronic kidney disease, typically stage 4 or 5, rhabdomyolysis, adrenal insufficiency, and tumor lysis syndrome. There are four classes of medications that can cause a raised serum potassium, and these are worth remembering. Aldosterone antagonists, for example, spironolactone and aplerinone, ACE inhibitors, for example, ramipril, angiotensin II receptor blockers, for example, candesartan, and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, or NSAIDs, for example, ibuprofen or naproxen. Hemolysis, which is the rupture of blood cells, which occurs during blood sampling, can give a falsely elevated potassium which is known as pseudo-hyperkalemia. The lab might indicate that they've noticed hemolysis in the sample and recommend a repeat sample to get an accurate potassium level. Next, let's go through the ECG changes that occur with hyperkalemia. The ECG changes with hyperkalemia are important to remember and they are tall peaked T waves, flattened or absent P waves, prolonged PR interval, and broad QRS complexes. Finally, let's talk about the management of hyperkalemia. Each hospital will have a policy and protocol to follow for patients with hyperkalemia. There should be input from experienced seniors, including the intensive care team, for severe hyperkalemia and renal physicians for renal impairment. Management of serum potassium levels below 6.5 millimoles per litre without ECG changes is aimed at treating the underlying cause, for example treating acute kidney injury and stopping causative medications, for example spironolactone or ACE inhibitors. Patients require urgent treatment for hyperkalemia to bring the potassium level down if they have either ECG changes or a serum potassium level above 6.5 millimoles per litre. The mainstay of treatment is with an insulin and dextrose infusion and IV calcium gluconate. 
These are the two treatments to remember for hyperkalemia. Insulin drives potassium from the extracellular space, which is the space in the body outside the cells, including the blood, to the intracellular space. So it takes potassium out of the blood and into the cells. Dextrose is required alongside the insulin to prevent hypoglycemia, which is a low glucose level caused by the insulin taking glucose out of the blood. Calcium gluconate stabilizes the cardiac muscle cells and reduces the risk of arrhythmias. Other options for lowering the serum potassium are nebulized salbutamol, which temporarily drives potassium into cells, oral calcium rhizonium, which reduces potassium absorption in the gastrointestinal tract, but this is slow and it causes quite bad constipation, sodium bicarbonate in acidotic patients on renal advice drives potassium into cells as it corrects the acidosis, and hemodialysis may be required in severe or persistent cases. So thanks for listening to this episode on hyperkalemia. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. I recommend heading over to members.zerotofinals.com to test yourself on this knowledge and see whether you've retained the information. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about polycystic kidney disease.